0: What's up? You are tuning in to the Robert Courtney Presents podcast, and we're not going to give any introductions, any soliloquies. I don't even know if I said that right. We just we want to dive right into this. I don't know if this is a great idea first. However, I feel extremely inclined to give thoughts, context, information because these last few weeks involving my guy, my friend, my brother, Christoph Kyle. First of all, I need to give you a backstory of how I first connected with Christopher Kyle and I think this would this will really start this story it'll really start this conversation it'll really start with helping me accomplish the goal of enlightening a a lot of people who don't know Chris personally we're being honest like most of you who are choosing to listen to this don't know chris personally you know him through social media you know him through the rhetoric you know him through the drama you know him through his facebook you know him as the viral dad you know him as the face of enjoy motor city you know him as the hash prop guy you know him as the the guy that shows up at the events the guy that brags on social um maybe brag's a strong word. The guy that's very confident and doesn't see humble as a positive. Um, for good reasons or bad reasons, it don't matter. But point is most of you don't actually know Chris, and I think that is why this conversation for me is important because. I know Chris on a deep level, Um, even beyond us just being really good friends. I think I understand his brain. I understand his thought process. And I think I'm uniquely qualified to have this conversation to add context to all the craziness surrounding the city of Detroit and the banter the back and forths the social media conversations the people chiming in like if you are in the social scene of detroit and tapped in to any of the social commentary then you are very familiar with what i'm talking about and so for those of you of you who aren't i'm going to attempt to summarize what's happening and then I'm going to attempt to give you context to Chris and then I'm going to attempt to give somewhat of a perspective although if you are connected to me you are very surprised by my attempt to even do this but That's what this podcast is supposed to be about. And so while it is not the most comfortable thing, it is me attempting to really buy in to what I hope to accomplish. And this is really my real thoughts that sometimes I won't share because sometimes they're a little too opinionated or my brand is more of a neutral brand that really embraces positivity and it isn't for debate really it's more this podcast isn't really for debate it's more or less me saying these are my thoughts take them how you choose to it's not a space for me to argue or debate it's just my position on the situation regardless of what it is. And so you can take that with a grain of salt and you know I'm not really one to get emotional in my thought process because my brain just works at the highest level of logic. And so typically my thoughts are black and white. it is or it isn't it did or it didn't. It's facts or it's not like and it's not bias. If Chris is wrong, he is wrong. If he's right, he's right. And so that's what I want to do. And so back to my story. How did I meet Chris? I was introduced to Chris, his profile back in 2013, 2012 maybe. And at first reading just his Facebook profile, I was taken back. Um just the level of the level of I'll call it confidence that his content exuded border it it bordered egotistical, it bordered cockiness um, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying the first impression that I got just from looking at his content was, you know, this guy is extremely confident. He's very, uh he's very expressive. And the reason I pulled that was just because his bio read most popular guy on social media in Detroit or something along those lines, how many followers he had, how his page had been hacked, and he had to start it over. And at that point he had like maybe, it was maybe 60, maybe he said 60,000 or 50,000. And the content back then that Chris posted Was completely opposite of the content that he put out now. And so, this Chris, this version of Chris, this much younger, less mature version of Chris, was someone who really got energy from drama, from controversy, from using someone else's situation to create conversation. And I feel even back then he had just a very unique ability to understand what people wanted and what would create attention and what would fester conversation and activity and get people worked up and excited for good or for bad. And This was all before I actually met Chris in person. So, with that, I had already developed a preconceived idea of who Chris was without ever talking to him. And I'll tell you, the first interaction that I had with him completely caught me off guard. The person that I perceived him to be was not the person that i met in real life and i think it's interesting because my brain still wanted to make him the person that i read uh, you know i read information from but even though i'm getting like a different vibe a different energy from him in real life and so I think that's a good starting point because for someone who has evolved into, you know, one of his really good friends, I went to his wedding. He was at my wife's funeral. He's someone I communicate with on a daily basis. We have a lot of mutual friends. We've uh, we've helped each other's businesses. He's been a big supporter of the things that I do from a social media standpoint and leveraging his ascension when it comes to social media and branding and marketing and um, coming up with concepts and ideas and his ability to influence traffic and, and buying decisions and events and things like that he's played a a significant role in a lot of the things that I've done and vice versa. You know, I've done my best to be supportive of the different things that he's done in terms of businesses. He is always calling to get insight or um, suggestions on future endeavors, business ideas, business strategies mostly and so you know it's always a level of love and support when it comes to like my friend circle and the people that I um I rock with but with that being said I still feel like the initial encounters were they were surprising and in hindsight looking at that and then watching so many people come to their conclusions and drop their thoughts and ideas and their perspectives and opinions of this individual who I know don't know the majority of the people that have thoughts and ideas um you know like I empathize with that like I can relate cuz i did the same thing now i'm not one obviously to go and put my opinion on social media especially if it's an opinion like i just choose to not do that but i know i'm i'm a personality type everyone's very different and a lot of people believe that's what social media is for if you're going to share a post or a piece of content And there's an opportunity to comment on it. The reason that the platform is great for a lot of people is because there's a freedom to be able to share your thoughts about that particular topic. So, again, I completely understand that. Now, let's create some context for what we're talking about. Chris, who does Enjoy Motor City, is a known Detroit influencer in a lot of different spaces, hospitality, food, events, products, attractions. Chris has helped numerous amount of businesses generate revenue, drive traffic, instant exposure, sales, there you would be hard-pressed. I'm on record on my social media. You would be hard-pressed to find someone based in Detroit that has driven more small business revenue as an influencer than Chris Kyle. And I would love to have this conversation. If you can show me one individual who has single-handedly helped any business grow from a social media standpoint, generate money, revenue into their stores through just individual influencership, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone. Who's done it? And I would challenge you to please, in the comments, wherever you might read this, to drop that individual's name. And if Chris isn't one, he is probably top two or three. And this is business three, I believe, when it comes to Chris starting a business from scratch and then using his business to help other businesses. The first business was photo booth three, one, three. The second business was hashtag props. The third business that we all know him for is enjoy motor city. And I've been here to watch every single business grow from zero from scratch from nothing. And I watched him completely support and feed his family support himself, all from these self-started, personally grown endeavors where you, mostly Detroit, but around the country to some degree, but mostly Detroit, have been there for and supported and spent money and used his photo booth, his event services his hashtag props business and now hire him for consistent business exposure throughout the city of Detroit in a number of different ways. And so it gets really interesting when you see so much commentary that is contrary To what this individual has done at a large level, at a high level, right? Like at a high six figure level, which means that the support has been there, right? And so it's really interesting kind of watching it all unfold. And I think, you know, there's levels. There's levels of success. There's the first level where when you start something, people's natural inclination is to support the small business, to support the person who is launching something from scratch. We, we all want to see that person win. Like there's no biased there's no preconceived notions we're rooting for the underdog we all know how hard it is to get a business off the ground and so we all come running for support and then you hit the next level where there's haters but a lot of times They're not openly hating or there's never negativity, but it's not open and reckless negativity. There may be conversation happening around things you don't do well, but there's still a level of grace given because you're working through the kinks. You are surviving. You are figuring it out along the way. It's kind of like the second level. And the third level is when it's known that your business is doing well, your, your success is easily noticeable. Like it's like it can be seen, it's recognized through clothes, through jewelry, through the pictures and the content that you share, through the partnerships that you're creating. And when people feel that you've reached a level where you don't need their support, their support doesn't necessarily matter, I feel like that's when a lot of times the gloves come off. And then sometimes there is a level of judgment that happens next. And you get placed into a different box where if you've reached a certain level of success, it's like cold word for you can handle what comes next. You can handle my constructive criticism. You can also handle my harsh criticism. You can handle the the feedback that I feel is necessary and even if I trick myself into believing it's just constructive criticism it's not hate it doesn't matter you can handle it and amongst our friends group we've had a lot of conversations around just keeping a level head in terms of not allowing the compliments to take you to a place to where you're so emotionally wrapped into what people think and then not allowing the comments to bring you down or put you in a state of depression or um, anger or frustration. And so, um, I think when it comes to Chris specifically, I've watched this ascension happen, like, multiple times in different capacities, and I've watched him manage it extremely well. Like, watching from afar sometimes as a friend is, I almost feel like it is a skill set to be able to manage people's thoughts, people's feelings I've personally been one to make concerted efforts to strategically strategically craft positive interactions. And even with my intention, even with my intention, it is still still very difficult to avoid confrontation to avoid people developing stereotypes, to avoid judgment. Like these things happen regardless of your intention. It's it's really just unavoidable. And that experience has led me to this place to where for me, it just makes more sense to typically avoid, not react. If this person isn't a friend or someone who I associate with or someone who is within my family or has a direct connection with me in terms of business, typically I just won't entertain it because the level of energy that needs to be exerted to manage a situation i rather put that energy into my kids like i rather put that energy into my business i rather put that energy into the gym like places where i just feel like it's much better served and that's just my personal opinion but as really good friends a lot of times it's cool that your friend group have different perspectives of different things and I'll be the first to tell you. Chris will be the first to admit it. When it comes to that, we have very different thought processes, and we have very different ways of handling things. We have very different humor. We have de- very different. Um, we have very different approaches when it comes to marketing and what will get people excited, what people will take serious, what they won't how to arrive at certain goals. And, uh, you know, I just, I feel like at the end of the day, with everything that's happened, regardless of how it happened, regardless of the packaging in which it was delivered, I can tell you for a thousand percent fact that there was never, ever ill intent for anything that's happened and I can tell you that based on daily interactions within uh text threads and within individual conversation that there was never ill intent and there was never a plan to stir up negative controversy for anything or anyone um and I just feel it's unfortunate how things transpired, um, and and whether any of it was warranted, whether it started in humor and accidentally turned, whether it was intentional, and it was just—it's very hard to discern what was and what wasn't. Regardless, I just feel like at the end of the day. The best case scenario is that this has been just a really good learning experience, right? Like I'm moved by the philosophy of nothing is a loss. Everything is either learn or find the education, the educational benefit from the experience. And in this experience, I think there's a ton of lessons. There's a ton of um, optimism that can be grabbed if looked at correctly. And the first thing is this scenario exposed some weaknesses within the hospitality industry, within the food industry, within the influencer industry industry. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. To create some uncomfortable environments so that things can be identified and then things can be corrected. There's never been nothing wrong with that. And the, the spin that's being created is that it's a negative thing when it is absolutely not a negative thing. And so that's the first part. Like, Let's change the lens. Like, let's create a better perspective, a positive perspective of what are the lessons in this, right? So the first thing is identifying weaknesses that we are now going to turn into strengths, right? The second thing is when you have a magnifying glass on you, Everything becomes much bigger than it actually is. And when that happens, I think it's important for the experienced marketer, the experienced influencer, the experienced individual who has the eyes on them to put a little more thought into the next move than normal because us us individuals who don't have that type of limelight we can make moves because the magnifying glass isn't on us the implications of those moves aren't probably going to be as drastic as significant but like you say in Spider-Man what Great power comes great responsibility. And so think about that. Our words, our actions, our posts, our responses. If they're quick and and not thoughtful, the repercussions, the implications, the reactions are going to be much bigger. And so 24 hour rule for me. It's always a 24 hour rule. This was a 24 hour rule scenario where I want to write a quick post. I want to comment on a post that someone else wrote and I want to emotionally share these quick responses. But after sleeping on it, after thinking about it for a little while longer than normal, I didn't want to just throw a post out there. I needed to give this context. I needed 25, 30 minutes to really diagnose with you. This is a conversation. This is dialogue to just give you all of it not just like snapshots like I needed you needed to give all of it to you and I think I've been able to do that um hopefully with some clarity and you know in a way where you understand you know at the end of the day all of the storylines you know all of the different beefs not beefs the different support non-support the alternate storylines outside of this that may or may not have happened outside of this that adds to this situation at the end of the day I'm here to tell you that before you come to a decision before you create judgment before You add your thought or you make your reply or you come to your conclusion. Maybe, just maybe, you could spend 24 hours thinking about that reply. Second, maybe you could have a conversation with someone who knows the parties that are involved And the question I would ask is, do you think this person is who he is based on what we see on social media? Or do you think this person may be a different individual? And I think you'd be surprised to find out the answers from the people that really know the people that we're talking about. And I can tell you firsthand, Chris is a quality he's a quality guy with someone who never have bad intentions, someone who helps with no arterial motive, someone who um definitely comes to the aid of his friends and the people that um you know is around him and has helped so many of us so many detroiters like so many and at the end of the day you know i think the cool thing would be for all of these individuals to come together not to sound cliche but the level and in the spotlight that a united front could serve in showing the rest of the world what Detroit is capable of would be absolutely amazing, number one. Number two, we not doing the, I just feel like we've finally arrived at a point where The music division isn't as crazy. Like, I'm sure it's still a lot of it, but we see some conversations. Like, we see dialogue, and it was mad separate at one point. Promoters, mad separate, coming together to create incredible establishments. Um, You know, it's a time for leadership is I think what I'm trying to say there's a time for this is a time for leadership and individuals to step up and decide to take the path that's going to pull the city together and create more create more togetherness versus separation and so that's all I got that went way longer than I planned this is this is not a Chris campaign this is one of his close friends just sharing my context for whatever it's worth in my own way on my own little podcast that Probably not many of you will listen to But if you do decide to spend 30 minutes with me, maybe it will give you a different perspective um, As to how you view This entire situation Alright Episode 5 We're gonna keep going It is the 24th Of Actually it's the 25th Because it's after twelve Of January and uh, Hopefully you'll keep tuning in I'm streaming on all the major platforms. You can listen to this on po- on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, iTunes, podcasts, Google, we're everywhere. And, uh, we're just going to keep it going. So hopefully you enjoy the rest of your day, rest of your night, the rest of your morning, whenever you're listening to this and, uh, stay tuned for the next episode. All right, it is the Robert Courtney presents podcast. And, uh, I will talk to you soon. Peace.